Hi, welcome to the Porsche Talk Show. I'm Richard Smith, the Market Manager here at Porsche South Lakes. And I'm Joe Longstaff, the Porsche Pro. This week, uh, we're talking about Oliver Blue moving up in the levels from uh, Porsche to Volkswagen Group. We're talking about the GT3 RS, Porsche and Formula One. What are you talking about, Joe? Porsche's success this year in sales and targets, how they achieved last year, and some updates on the new, well, on the Taycan for previous customers. Brilliant, let's get in there. Right, so yeah, so big news in the world of Porsche is that now the CEO of Porsche, Oliver Bloom, is now moving on up, is uh, now become the CEO of the Volkswagen Group, which uh, for those that don't know, um, um, we have the two different families that started different groups. So we had uh, the Porsche family, obviously, that started Porsche, and the Pesh family that started Volkswagen. Um, over the years, it's all developed into different sort of companies. We have Volkswagen, Porsche, obviously, and the Volkswagen Group, which covers all those different manufacturers. Um, and then you have the Porsche family and the Pesh family that own the Volkswagen Group. So now Oliver Bloom has moved on up. He's keeping in his current position as CEO of Porsche. So he's kind of a big, big deal now in the world of the manufacturing of cars. And uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that change and to Volkswagen Group and staying on at Porsche sort of helps things. But he's definitely done some amazing things over the last couple of years with Porsche. So if you can bring that to the whole group, it'll be mm. really good. Yeah, and the Volkswagen Group is quite a large umbrella of different companies from lorry manufacturers, motorbike manufacturers, you know, Porsche involved. There's all Volkswagen themselves. See, it's got this loads there. So, um, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, and obviously talking about how well he's done at Porsche. Some great stats coming out of Porsche um, in terms of deliveries and stuff this this last year and currently this year. Yeah, so last year, Porsche had a high volume manufacturer, but uh, achieved deliveries of over 300,000 vehicles worldwide. And then first start to this year, so they started the year off with delivering 145,000 vehicles already. That's, that's pretty good numbers for obviously a luxury um, like sports car brand that is like non like you say does low numbers to start off that strong um, especially in the current climate is, is is really encouraging especially for us as a Porsche center yeah and what you know what's gone on in the world in the last 12 24 months so that's had a massive effect and we can see that in some of the figures here so worldwide Porsche are down sort of five percent but in Europe Germany um, they are up on target but they the areas that have been affected, China. So if you don't know, China have still been in a lockdown previously for about three months. Um, so that's affected sales by 16%, US, uh, America. But on a whole, I think it's really successful for, yeah. for what's gone on and what we're dealing with. And hopefully things will start to sort of even out and the world will start getting back to normal. Mm. So obviously we'll hopefully see that growth increase again. Obviously, although it's a sports car brand and you, everyone thinks about the 911s and the Caymans and Boxers, big push and help with those numbers is McCann, KN, Panamera in China. So some, some big, strong numbers from, from the, the cars that you wouldn't normally think of, of doing the, the top level. Mm. Talking about new cars that might be coming or are coming, uh, on the 17th of August, it has been revealed that Porsche announced the latest iteration of the GT3 RS. There's been some spy shots out there, a bit 
driving down, doing some testing. There's heavily covered versions of it been announced by Porsche and sort of seen on images and stuff like that. So be really interesting on that 17th to, to see what is actually revealed and uh, the, the stats and the look. It's going to be an exciting day, I think. Yeah, a lot of anticipation for that. So, um, I mean, there's a, a quote here from Andreas, director of GT Models. Uh, focus primarily on aerodynamics and chassis questions in the development of the new 911 GT3 RS. We know it's going to have, uh, aero is going to be a main thing on this car, so we have seen the active rear wing. Yeah, big, um, big wing. Yeah, there, there's <laughs> some sort of pictures released now, so you can see the big sort of louvered bonnet with the big air ducts in that, even on the front arches and the back of the rear arches. So aerodynamics yeah. are going to play a key role. The big question is around what engine is going in this car. Is it still going to be the 4-litre? And how much power can they squeeze from that? Yeah, well, as, as he says in that thing, it's it has already been developed massively as a track-focused car, and that engine has, has been suited for that. And that's why they've sort of seen the focusing on, on the aero to get those extra bits mm. from the aero. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what is actually comes out and the stats and figures and all will be revealed on the 17th, and we'll have a video out going through all of that um, with Joe and... Maybe in our showroom, like we do with the Sports Classic. I don't know. Something that's been circling on the internet and something that we even mentioned back in like episode one, I think it was, was that Porsche looking at getting back into F1. Um, I think it's a bit of an open secret that that's sort of been researched into by Porsche. Um, and hopefully, like I think it's like 2025, 26 season when they're sort of looking at coming back in. But... Some documents have been surfaced on the internet and it's abound uh, there on social media at the minute that um, Porsche have bought a 50% stake in Red Bull. Yeah, so, so nothing official yet, but um, it says here one of the hurdles that needed to be overcome was the green light from our anti-cartel authorities. And basically they have to submit documentation to the EU and countries outside of the EU. One of those is Monaco. Monaco have a sort of rule that once public... Uh, once looked at and approved, it's then publicised to the public within Monaco in a certain journal. So that has then been, someone's found that, released it. And the information does show that there'd be a 50% stake in F1 for a 10-year agreement. Now, the rumour is that they wanted to release this information in a couple of weeks on the F1 tracks. Um, but the delay is that F1 haven't confirmed the engine regulations for 2026, which is a big part of Porsche coming into this. Um, yeah. You know, they want a lot of like it to go a bit greener. They want sort of like recuperation and electricity and all to be a bit more a big part of it, yeah. don't they? And so. Ferdinand Porsche, you know, quoted that they don't Porsche don't compete in racing for our own gratification. It's to sort of improve and progress the uh, the performance cars we make for the public. So you know these regulations have to relate the engines have to relate down and the technology so that it can be used. If if that doesn't happen, there's no sort of real benefit in progressing a technology that is solely for racing. So, yeah, yeah a few little things left to finalise, but it looks very promising Very promising, yeah. So it'll be good to see what comes out over the next couple of weeks and months. Hopefully the official Porsche statement will come soon um, and we'll bring you all the details uh, once it does. Um, so you want to talk about... Um, Taycan updates. Taycan updates, yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. So Taycan being the first sole electric vehicle that Porsche have produced... Um, well, apart from back in 1901, we made the first electric car. Um, anyway, so being very software-based, uh, what they've learned on the new model year 
cars, so like the GTS being the latest car to be, um, have the homologation done. They've improved the range by sort of decoupling the motors, so they coast more, they work in a two-wheel drive setting more often. There's updates on the infotainment system, so it's got what we call Cluster 37, which has Android Auto now, as well as Apple CarPlay. They're both wireless, better map updates, all sorts of improvements on the latest Taycans. But now through a software update, those improvements will be available to previous Taycans. So if you've got one of the first-gen Taycans from 2021, something like that, there'll be a software update coming out. The car will come into us. You'll pick it back up. The range will be improved. You'll have a new implement display that'll have Android Auto and other host of features like built in Spotify, all sorts of improvements. And that just shows the benefit of it being software, not hardware-based. Yeah, I think that's brilliant that, like, as they develop and keep improving things, that people who are like, the first adopters mm. and have first-gen Taycans can then reap the benefits of that just by downloading an update. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'd be, it'd be, I think that's something that's great to look forward to, and hopefully the improvements keep on coming. Mm. So, yeah. Um, I just want to touch on something that has been happening at the centre here. So... Um, for those that don't know, um, cycling has now overtaken golf worldwide with Porsche customers. So one of the major hobbies now um, is, is road cycling. So here at Porsche South Lakes, uh, we had a cycling event um, and we also um, sponsored the Lancaster Grand Prix. So the local city uh, just close to us here, Lancaster, um, has a, a national cycle race. It's part of the British cycling circuit. Um, and we were on hand, we provided cars for the front of the race, and we provided cars for VIPs, and we also had our Porsche Mobile Exhibition Unit there. And it, it was really good to see everyone coming out. It was a blistering hot day, um, but it was a, a massive turnout for the race. It's only going to develop. I think it's the, the, the third or fourth time it, it, it's actually ran, um, and obviously a couple of those years were COVID hit. Um, so it's going to be great to see how that, sort of like developed for the local community and the local city so yeah yeah and it's nice to support an event locally and it'd be cycling as well which a lot of the staff members here are fans of so yeah yeah it's a big part of what we do with our events and stuff is try to support like the local community and the local people so yeah it was really great right so thanks for watching this episode and listening on podcast because we're now on podcast as well so thank you for watching or listening uh, to the Porsche Talk Show. Um, we'll be back next time. As always, please like and subscribe to be kept up to date with all the latest information from Porsche and um, ourselves. And if you've got anything you want to say in the comments, what Porsches would you like to see Joe review? Is there any information that you'd like us to talk about? Is there any subjects that you'd want us to touch on in the Porsche Talk Show? Leave a comment below. We'll pick it up and uh, we'll see you next time.